everybody, this is Peter, the reigning Rebels Rebels typing speed champion, and I would like to introduce my co-host, Mike, the loser of the typing speed contest. How you doing, Mike? I've been better. <laughs> As you can tell, we did a little competition just before we recorded this, and the big dog came up on top. Yeah. Do you, can you, can when you type, do you look at your keyboard? Or do you look at the screen? Do I look at my keyboard? I, the, I have to look at the keyboard. <laughs> no, I could do it with just looking at the screen. So we wanted to do a little check-in because we've been on a little bit of a hiatus. It was a little bit of an unplanned one, but one we should have probably foreseen. Um, Mike has been crazy busy. He can fill you in if he would like being great at school and killing it and working a full-time job and i've been really busy playing god of war yeah i'm a high, high school teacher by day <laughs> i work at a loud bar at night they're equally as crappy <laughs> yeah one is just slightly more rewarding i don't know which one yet yeah so we finished season one we are working right now on scheduling guests starting to record season two and we wanted to do this little bit of a hiatus episode a bonus episode just to check in with our buddies um, we are going to have Jonah Marie Masius yep. joining us for this episode, and we're going to talk about how The Last Jedi has sat with us in the last six months or so, and then also our expectations for Solo. So we are excited to do that. One other thing I wanted to talk about, if you follow us on social media at Rebels Rebels Pod on both Instagram or Twitter, we announced a little bit of a contest. It's our mm -hmm. first contest. Yep. There are these super sweet posters. They're my favorite posters i've seen so far from fandango they're exclusive if you buy your ticket to solo for opening fandango weekend, where the fans go to dango is that the slogan fandango <laughs> where the fans go to dango wait what that's the whole where the fans go to dango that's the whole slogan to dango yeah what's that mean i don't know ask the fandango people where the fans go to dango <laughs> so we got this poster it's really cool you can check it out on either of our social medias and what we are going to do is if you leave us a review five star would be preferable on itunes and make sure you put your name on there if you want to put your twitter handle or whatever on there you can but some way for us to identify you we will pick um two people at random and give out two of these posters also mike will draw them a picture i'll draw you something and if you want to see my art skills pop onto our twitter i'm going to be posting some random pics up there nice. are you going to draw just star wars related stuff or will you draw anything that the person requests oh that's interesting oh yeah i will draw you whatever you want <laughs> Once we pick you at random, you can then send us a Twitter message or like an email. You can request whatever you want and I will draw it. If you're like, I want me writing a porg like a horse, I will draw that for you. You're probably going to regret that, but I am looking at our iTunes page right now. We have seven ratings so far. Woo! Um, not all the comments have propagated. I am assuming because I only see two comments so far. I'm hoping those are going to pop up soon after they get reviewed by iTunes. If they didn't, then please edit your review and put in some identifying information to be eligible for the contest. Mm -hmm. So far, there's just two from someone named Mike and someone named Peter. Weird. Don't know who they yeah. are. Sound like cool guys, though. 
To find out if you have won the contest, check out our solo review show that will be coming after this. We are going to post another one probably the weekend after solo gets out. Yeah. And make sure you put your name or some identifying information in your iTunes comment. And we will make sure to hit you up and send you your prize. Mm -hmm. Now on to our episode with the lovely Jonah Marie on Rebels Rebels podcast brought to you by Fandango. Where the fans go to Dango. All right. How's it going, everybody? This is Peter. And with me, I have my, the Lando to my Chewbacca. It's way better. <laughs> it's Mike. How's it going? Good. Thank you for giving me that title. I didn't say to my Han Solo mm. because I think I like Chewbacca better. All right. Fair. Yeah. And special guest for this bonus episode. First guest we've ever had on a bonus episode. I'm so excited. It is the Wookiee Gunner herself. Jonah Marie Macias. How's it going? Hey, you guys. I'm doing well. And I'm at, am I really the first repeater guest? Yeah, you're the first repeat guest. You're the first, first guest we've had twice. Guest. Oh, my first, gosh. That's how much we like you. We're like, <laughs> let's, get her, let's bring her back. on a bonus episode, too. Whoa, that's pretty awesome. I'm honored. I'm honored I, we are here. honored. <laughs> so we're going to chat about a couple things. Um, first of all, I just wanted to ask, what's it like being a bigwig? I don't know if you want to tell the people about your exciting end of Rebels run, but you did some pretty <laughs> cool stuff when Rebels ended. I'm like, am I? I don't think I am because I sometimes, sometimes I, I linger <laughs> on Twitter. I'm like, look at all these cool people. Should I jump in on this conversation? Maybe not. The answer is yes, you should. <laughs> but yeah, I had a, I had a great time going to Lucasfilm a couple of months ago with mm -hmm. my mom. I treated her to a little vacation because uh, I know she likes to travel, but she never really gets a chance to. So we decided to go over to San Francisco and we were at Lucasfilm and we got a nice little tour with Tracy Canobio and it was a blast. And on top of that, I had the opportunity to interview Dave Filoni on the screen, on the, on the stage. And we talked about the first four episodes of that second half of season four. So my mind was reeling. I didn't know what to ask him. I didn't. <laughs> there were so many emotions because so many things happened. And I just I, I was I, I still can't believe it happened, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty freaking crazy. <laughs> how much how how long did you question for you? How long did you have to prepare questions for? Like, did you feel prepared going into it? So I saw the first two episodes that morning, the morning of the uh, the screening and the Q&A. And I, I d hadn't read the show notes yet. Like they gave me a, a, an outline of how things were going to go. And so I just went straight into the two episodes and I started thinking of questions and uh, I had a little document set aside for it. And then I dive into the outline and then it says that there's four episodes. And I thought, oh, my God, where are the other two episodes? 
<laughs> and then, then I find out later on that there was some, you know, that those were the episodes with Ahsoka and the you know, world between worlds. And, and he really wanted everyone to watch it when we were at the screening. So nobody was allowed to see it beforehand. And I thought, oh, my God, how am I going to come up with questions? <laughs> and yeah, I was given the chance pressure. to see the first I was given the chance to see the first um, the third episode. Um, and I, I forget the name of it now, but uh, I, I decided to decline it because I really wanted to enjoy the experience of seeing it with everyone else in the theater. And, and mm. part of me is like, I, that was a fantastic decision that you made. And the other part of me was like, man, I really wish you had watched that episode <laughs> beforehand because you could have been a little bit more prepared with questions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm, I'm thankful that I had the, the opportunity to do it. I, I was kind of nervous, obviously, and I, I almost said no, but I, I went with the yes because oh. who knows when I would ever get that chance again. And so that's cool. Yeah. And then I had a, a amazing time and I'm, I'm i'm glad that he had a good time too you know that's that was my my main concern i was like if dave is having fun then then we're all <laughs> having fun <laughs> i have a question for you too what does dave filoni's hat smell like <laughs> i didn't get a chance to smell it but it was within, it was within <laughs> distance and it was it was quite clean so i, I imagine it's all shampooy in there <laughs> I wonder if he has like 30 of the same hat. <laughs> He's like Steve Jobs, but just for hats. Yeah. <laughs> I should have asked. I should. Next time I'll insert that in my Q&A. How many hats do you have? <laughs> and one other cool awesome. thing that happened was that I had given him a Funko Pop version of himself. Mm. So I, I, I created this little Funko Pop that uh, you can buy a DIY version and make whatever character you have oh, in your that's head. Funny. And I was just just like i gotta make dave because he made a comment back in star wars celebration orlando that he didn't have an action figure so <laughs> i was like well oh, i can't really good. do an action figure but i can make this funko pop and i spent like a week uh, two weeks or so working on it and i was so happy to give it to him at that event and it <laughs> did all you give it to him on stage <laughs> say that again did you give it to him on stage? I did. I did. That's how I opened it up, the, uh, the Q&A. And, and hopefully that content will be in some form, like in a YouTube video or maybe uh, as a Blu-ray feature, mm. who knows. And um, you guys will see my blunders and mistakes along the way. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. What are you, I mean, we can get to plugging stuff at the end of the show, but I'm just, I'm just curious. What, what are you and your mom up to now that Rebels is over? Yeah, so that, that's a great question because we just recorded our 100th episode and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, and we spoke with uh, the author Adam Bray and he did the Star Wars Rebels visual guides and has mm. done a whole bunch of other awesome books with DK and I thought he would be the perfect person to talk to about rebels because i always like to hear what other fans have to say about the show and uh and then so yeah we got into a great conversation about the show and its final episodes and 
uh, I look forward to publishing that soon. So oh, cool. He uh, also he also wears hats. He does. <laughs> yeah, it's more of an Indiana Jones type hat, though. <laughs> All the greats wear hats. Yeah, I should I should get a hat. <laughs> yeah. It's just a little bit of a humble brag right now because Mike's wearing a hat. Oh. He he knows I'm not, so he's just digging in it. Oh, the thanks. I've got a hat too. And mine's not like a mine's like a a dad hat. A dad. <laughs> it's like the type that you would find on like a like it's like an Abraham Lincoln hat that like a butler uh-huh. in the twenties would wear. That's what Mike's wearing right <laughs> That's now. That's amazing. But no, I can see that true. in my head. <laughs> this, is, this is not true. Nice. Well, you ready to jump into some content? Yeah, I'm ready. Gee. Nice. All right. So the, one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot, and it's been about six months since The Last Jedi, right? Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe that. <laughs> I know. This has been an emotional whirlwind for me. I don't, I'm not going to speak for either of you, um, just in the sense of the fandom behind how they reacted to The Last Jedi. Okay. Um, and so I want to open the floor first to what, Jeremy, what... How is The Last Jedi sitting with you in the last six months or so? How have your opinions changed on it? How have the reactions seemed to you? Yeah, I when I first watched it, I didn't have any expectations because that that setting in 30 years or so after Return of the Jedi, I'm still not attached to it and I'm not really fully into it. So when I went in, I went in Mm -hmm. with no expectations and I came out loving that movie. Uh, and six months later, I, I still love it, but I still haven't uh, fully dived into the backstories or anything pertaining to those movies. Like I haven't picked up any of the novels or anything, even though I've been meaning to, mm. it's just for some reason, my head is still in rebels and in the animated shows that are so hopefully that will be coming out soon. Uh, Resistance being one of them. Hopefully, yeah. I, I keep hearing rumors that there's more. I'm like, yes, I hope this is true. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I I still love the Last Jedi, and I can't believe that there's still so many people talking <laughs> about it. Like every day, I swear, we log into Twitter, and every day there's just some conversation about the Last Jedi. And I get it, I get it, because we're still talking about these movies. You know, twenty fourth. 40 years after they've been released. So, uh, but the, the conversation around it is still very divisive. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I think that's part of what I'm latching on to. And it's kind of, it's kind of bumming me out because I, I also loved it. I think this isn't a unique experience, but I walked away a little bit conflicted in my first viewing and not really grasping at all, not really wrestling with my emotions about it. And then the second time I saw it, I just locked in and I really, really love it. It's one of my top Star Wars movies right now. But when I tell people that, I feel like I'm talking politics. (laughs) Yeah. If you say something about The Last Jedi, it's like I'm like, not my president. And then like someone else is yelling about something else is yelling about something else. And it turns into a big, ugly fight. It's the same thing. I'm just like, Oh, check out this like picture of Finn. And it's like fire Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah, <laughs> it, Solo. It, it, it really is like that. It's like they, you see the, the hashtag, not my star Wars. And I'm like, Whoa, 
calm down. That's so silly. Oh, it's so silly. It's just not. I've there's so many things. I care a lot about Star Wars. Obviously, I'm mm-hmm. sitting here talking about Star Wars. You know, but there are so many things that I would much rather devote my passion to that require protest in this world. I to go uh, to, to me having that extreme of an emotion, negative emotion towards uh, that, towards a Star Wars movie is it more than I'm offended by like you don't like the Last Jedi. It's like oh that is some misplaced rage. Like <laughs> like take that passion and let's channel it towards social justice, people. Like I don't know. Like it just like I don't know. Well, it, anything. It, well, it, it's or anything. Social justice like paint. Ah. Find a hobby. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. I completely agree. Uh, I mean, put your energy elsewhere. It's the reason why I don't yeah. really get into heated debates anymore on Twitter. When I first yeah. started years mm-hmm. ago, I just uh, every every time I saw something that was against my opinion, I'd be like, "No, this is why you're wrong." <laughs> <laughs> and I and I grew away from that because it's not a great way of putting your energy and you learn to accept that that's their opinion. I can't really change what they think about it. I might say a few things and hopefully inform their thoughts, but I'm not going to go out there and say you're wrong about this. I just I just wish people were more open minded about, you know, their preferences and other people's preferences. Yeah, yeah absolutely. If God, that is like, <laughs> I don't know, that should be like just a mantra for the world we live in. Like there's there's so much to be said about like empathy and embracing like other points of view and perspectives like how like if and i know that's actually a super difficult skill like it's so easy to say that like we need to be empathetic and like embrace different points of view and like actually listen in conversations not just talk but that is it's really hard to do it's really (laughs) um but it's and for me it came with age a little bit i calmed down (laughs) but uh you know that's such an important skill and for me what star wars so much of what star wars is is escapism yeah it is but it's also reflective of the world we live in too so i understand you know having these emotions about it but at the same time yeah i don't know i i I want star wars to bring us together more than anything (laughs) like that's what that's what it is to me yeah but that's what it is right like let's let's unite over our love. Totally. And I like Jedi. your point about how it's hard work. It's something you need to work at. Because I have, I get defensive. I love this. And when people talk about it, it's, you know, it's like, not my Star Wars. And all I want to do is make fun of them um, <laughs> online. But I mean, it's like, that doesn't help anything. I guess my question is, how do we get that understanding? You know, how do we come across the aisle for something we love? That's a great question, and I feel like that's also <laughs> that's also. I difficult. don't think anyone knows, but that's a good <laughs> question. Maybe it's rhetorical. Yeah, yeah. That it, <laughs> I, I feel like this is we're getting so deep on this podcast right now, but because my the only I remember this stuck with me so much. We're, I'm getting so far away from Star Wars right now, but there was this a, amazing. I'm gonna. I'm really gonna highlight how liberal I am right now. There was this amazing <laughs> This American Life episode. <laughs> but it talked about (laughs) but it talked about like how do you actually develop empathy and like Hmm. how how do you actually uh, attain the ability to embrace new perspectives and point of views and so much of 
the way we do that in American culture is through story sharing and personal experience. If you can, instead of giving someone facts and data and like, if you can actually share your story about how you've been like impacted or how something is negatively or positively affecting you, it's those kind of personal um, stories that change opinions because um, yeah. you can't argue, you can't argue with those, right? You can't you can't say like that's not true. It's like no, this is what it's. Yeah, I don't know. So I yeah, I remember when the um, there was an episode that featured uh, Hera in in Star Wars Rebels, and uh, it was the one where she had been captured and uh, Jedi Knights. That's the one, and and you know she was kind of. Uh, sort of drunk because of the uh, effects of the yeah. interrogation droid. Mm-hmm. So at the time, I just I didn't think anything of it. I thought, oh, you know, those are just the effects of the interrogation droid. But there was someone that I know that presented a different point of view of it, and I, I, I it changed my mm-hmm. perspective on it. And and I listened, and even though I had uh, given her a few points as to why I don't think it looks like like that. Um, she definitely presented her case and I accepted it for what it was. And, and now I see it differently and, and mm-hmm. it's still, and I can see it also the way that I saw it. And it's, it's just a matter of being able to embrace it, embrace other people's perspective and then know when, when to put in yours and you yeah. know, switch on and off. And I, I feel like people just want to see their side of it and not really see the other side. Yeah. I think that's a perfect analogy because if it's the person I'm thinking of, I'm assuming it is. She was on our podcast too. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She Zena. was. I'll just, <laughs> Zena Duncan. She's great. And I think she's awesome. I had a similar, yeah. yeah. I had a similar experience where I was kind of put off, like not, not in an offended way, but like when she brought up those things, it was like, I didn't read into that at all. Wow. It bums me out that you were so mad about this. And I wanted to kind of push back, but I realized there's something more personal about it. Um, and that is a perspective that there's no way I could have had. Um, and so it was, a, it would have been a real shame for me to waste that opportunity to be like, no, this is what I think. And this is how you should think too. But instead I heard another person's perspective that had been impossible to me to be in. Um, and it, it changed my thinking about yeah. it too. Yeah. 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 And I think something really good that, um, you brought up was that it's it is possible to hold two different opinions yeah. at the same time and someone else's opinion doesn't diminish or compromise yours exactly but, but again the actual skill to listen to someone is a actual skill like we're not inherently born with the skill to listen yes we hear but Listening is an active skill that I think a lot of people need to practice. Like, don't sit and formulate what you're going to say next. Like, Mm -hmm. hear someone else, listen to what they're saying, and try to embrace it and try on that perspective for a little bit. Yeah. I feel like we're the... Listen to me, Peter. (laughs) This makes me feel like we're the This American Life of Star Wars. This week on Rebels, Rebels. So podcast. one quick thing I did want to check thematically. Let's actually talk about Star Wars a little bit. Um, yeah. So one of the things about the Last Jedi that did kind of evolve with me is this thought. A lot of people are pushing back against Ray. You have had this argument coalesced into the Mary Sue argument, which I actually find quite offensive. Um, 
and really push back about the Mary Sue argument for a number of reasons that we can or cannot get into, which is fine. But one of the things that I has evolved for me is I think I kind of get what the people who are arguing that side are reacting to. Um, so first of all, for our listeners and everyone else, just the Mary Sue argument. I don't know what the what the origins are. Maybe one of you two do. But it's basically the idea that uh, a protagonist has all the skills already to they're just awesome at everything um so there's no real conflict or danger or anything like that and so that's what people say about ray is how did she beat kylo ren without ever holding a lightsaber and blah 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 blah. it's all that stuff um but i think one of the things that the new trilogy is doing that is feeding into that that the old trilogy didn't do is if you really think about the the original trilogy the story of luke skywalker was a three series arc so he eventually got to being a jedi but it was after a lot of stumbling a lot of being terrible and then finally you can argue at not i wouldn't even argue in the beginning of return of the jedi he's a jedi you have to wait until the very end of the entire series for him to be a jedi and he never really does much jedi e jedi-ing whereas from the very first second we see Rey, she's competent. She's strong. She's a warrior. See, that's the part that I push back about her being like, oh, how come she can wield a lightsaber? Because you see her beat up a bunch of thugs with her stick in the very first like act of the movie. And, you know, it's just a laser stick instead of a regular <laughs> stick. It's so, it's so interesting how people view look, look, not Luke <laughs> now um, versus how a lot of people see him in the old trilogy. And Sam Witwer brought up this point in an interview with James Arnold Taylor, where he said that, you know, for a lot of people, they identify with Han Solo because he's the cool guy. And that's the that's the mm. person that you want to be. But for the the reality, we're all sort of like Luke because he is that annoying kid that <laughs> didn't have all the skills necessary and and he had to grow into that character. And uh, I just I just find it funny that people want Luke to be a, in a, a certain way when he's actually been following a very um, not predictable, but it's, it's a story that should be uh oh what's the word that i'm looking for uh, just uh something that we can all identify with because yeah. he is in that position where w- we would be if if we if we were in his shoes but going back to i, I digress but going back to ray mm-hmm. um i actually did have a little bit of issue following her the first time around when i f- first started watching the force awakens because I was also in that mindset, like, oh my God, like, how does she, how was she able to, to mind trick that, that stormtrooper? <laughs> and I, you know, I kept all these opinions to myself at the time because I knew that there were so many people who were in love with Ray and who uh, were supporting that character. And I didn't want to like bring down anyone's, uh, or rain on anyone's parade with, um, with my thoughts. But I saw all these people approaching it the same way that I was, but they were doing it in a very ill-mannered and and just uh, just a rude way. And yeah. it wasn't until I started having conversations with my best friend that I re- realized, 
okay, the reason why she's able to beat those thugs is because she's lived a hard life. She's had to protect herself in a very harsh environment, just like how a kid in the streets would be able to protect themselves because they've lived in a harsh environment. Yeah, totally. So, so and then the whole um, mind trick, it's, it's something that he, she might have picked up when she connected with Kylo Ren. It's, you know, it's things like little, little things that you can fill in the gaps uh, yourself, but some people just find it difficult to do that without it having been, you know, it, it needs to be explicit for them on the screen. And yeah. uh, that's that's where the differences come in and, and that's where the, the, the uh, they get kind of heated over what they see because it wasn't explicitly said yeah. or explicitly shown that she can do this. How, how, it just came out of nowhere. Well, Anakin came out of nowhere and, and blew up the, <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah. the Trade Federation ships and stuff up there. So I'll it's do just a like, spin. That's a good trick. <laughs> exactly. You know, uh, so it's just very interesting to see how people view one character and, and think that it's OK with that character. But then when they see another character do something similar, they're up in riots because of it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. And I think so much of it is not, I don't think it it is a comment so much on the writers as it is on how critical and how like the evolution of moviegoers has changed. Like suspending our disbelief is, is seemingly more complicated these days for so many reasons. Like it seems like we're, rightly so hypercritical of the media we're digesting right now which is good and we should be very wary of you know we're barraged with messages and advertisements and news outlets constantly so we're having to up our like our filters of how Mm -hmm. we're digesting media but i i think when we go to the the theaters to see like a star wars film we're not turning that off or, oh, or, or yeah. lower or, or even just like holding back a little bit. I think it's good to always be critical, but it's like, like you said, this is nuanced storytelling and you don't have to say something explicit to, because that's just, because we're smarter than that. So I think the writers are giving us credit, which I like. They're not saying, oh, we're not going to explicitly tell this to you. This is implicit storytelling where like things you said, like, you know Ray grew up in a harsh environment. Like, possibly, like you said, like, she picked up mine, like, these mind tricks from Kylo Ren first doing it to her, mm-hmm. and it's inferred in that that, well, someone just did it to me, maybe I can try it on someone else. Yeah, and to but, me, that's part of her being a scavenger. You exactly. Know, like, yeah. she, she, her entire life is finding Skill little scavenger. things that were left around and picking them up and building them into something so that she can survive. Um and that's exactly what she did with force powers. You know, she saw Kylo Ren try it and was like, oh, look what I can do. And she tried to do it too. Um, mm-hmm. With both Ray and some of the other criticisms that are in the new trilogy, the new in Last Jedi is that suspense of disbelief. We're informed not only as more sophisticated like viewers of media, but also we have so much access to these podcasts and behind the scenes and yeah. things that we didn't really have before that I think we know how the sausage is made a little bit yeah, more yeah. and so and it's also I, I think it's also a factor of the fact that people are afraid of change there are some people yeah. who expect a certain formula 
mm-hmm. in these movies. And when it doesn't go according to what they have imagined in their heads, it's immediately wrong. It's immediately mm-hmm. bad. And I think that's something to factor in as well, because I, it happened to me when I was reading the Ahsoka novel by E.K. Johnston, who's an awesome person. But when I went into that novel, I had several expectations in my head. And when they that novel didn't meet those expectations, I immediately thought, oh my gosh, this was not that great of a story. And I kind of wish it could have been better. But over time, I, I kind of revised my opinion on it because I had to let those expectations go. I had to let the story yeah. that I had imagined in my head go. And now I love that book. I enjoy the characters that came out from that book. So mm. uh, it's very interesting how people hold on to their expectations and to their, the story that they've imagined in their heads and how they think that things should go. Totally. And I, I don't even think of being afraid of change. I used to think, you know, it's kind of a native thing. It's like, yeah, they're, they're just afraid of change. But um, this is a weird tangential thing. But David Chang, the chef, now has a podcast. And he just had on uh, a journalist I really like. Um, and they talked about The Last Jedi recently, too. Wait, which uh, chef is he? David Chang. Like, he has the Ugly Delicious oh, on Netflix. Hey, okay. He's, He's awesome. Momofuku and stuff. Oh, okay. He's Really cool. interesting dude. And they just talked about The Last Jedi randomly. And one of the things he point he, one of the terms he used, which I like, is the Star Wars orthodoxy. Uh, there's a v- established set of people who are part of this orthodoxy that they have built up in their head what Star Wars means to them. And when things don't fit into that box, they get very confused and frustrated. And I think that's kind of a natural human. None of us like change. You know, it's hard. It's hard for us to deal with. Um, and so I get that. I just maybe this is a little bit more of my extended plea for civility and just just love just just be one with the force (laughs) (laughs) okay so i have a question for you guys how many times have you seen the last jedi peter why don't you tell us how many times have you seen the last jedi do you think i don't know the exact count probably four or five okay i'm in the same i'm in the same boat i watched it around four or five times and that's mainly because i i just I, I just been watching more Re- Star Wars <laughs> Rebels than anything else, yeah. and then other other shows that help me not get so involved with the Twitter community as much because mm. I really want to expand my my mind in terms of where else it can go in terms of storytelling. And sometimes getting caught up in Twitter, it, my time flies <laughs> when you're scrolling through there <laughs> through that timeline. Uh, so yeah. I try to find other things to do and and. And The Force Awakens, unfortunately, hasn't been part of that, but I've yeah. definitely watched it a handful of times. How many times have you seen it, Mike? I've seen it one and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so just like the speed typing contest, I beat you in that too. <laughs> I got to I got to the point I wanted to see when they're fighting the guards, and I go, "That's where I want. That's what I wanted." And then I turned it off. <laughs> that's the best part. <laughs> can I can I ask you a follow up question? Sure. How many times have you watched The Phantom Menace in the last year? In the last year? Yeah. Oh, probably just one. Oh, that was it's anticlimactic. In the last year. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a busy year. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I love The Phantom Menace. So in conclusion, we're the This American Life of Star Wars.
So here for our last segment, uh, we wanted to chat about kind of our expectations, hopes, and fears for the upcoming Solo movie. Solo colon a Star Wars story. Solo colon a Han Solo story. <laughs> that would have been, that, that would have or been better. Or in Spanish, a solo un Star Wars story. It's just a Star Wars story. Because <laughs> the word solo is just, you know, one. It's just a, a Star Wars story. That's cool. <laughs> um, so let me, let's just, I mean, first of all, we're recording this probably about a week. I oh, know, actually, it comes out tonight, right? Oh my gosh. Or just like, oh, is it, does it? limited release? It, Oh, or Thursday. I don't know. I don't know. We're, it comes out this week at some point. <laughs> I don't know how time works. Yeah. Uh, n- neither Mike or I have seen it, I think, Jota Marie. I have not seen okay. it, no. I, I had was the little... chance, but unfortunately, I, I was busy with other things. <laughs> yeah, I was a little worried because, you know, you're such an influencer. Oh. You probably saw it a month ago. I was worried. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not that great of an influencer. <laughs> <laughs> so, do, do you, Mike, let me ask you, do you have any initial thoughts? And I think we're both on the same page that we've been avoiding spoilers. We've been avoiding anything. This is a spoiler-free discussion but just what you have picked up in the atmosphere. How are you feeling going into it? Well, I don't know. I feel like more than any other movie, this one could go a lot of directions. Um, I've, I've seen one trailer and I have read one review, a very, very vague review. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Cause I'll be, I'll be honest, I'm not the biggest fan of Rogue One, and I know you're not either. No. Me too. And okay, okay. And <laughs> yeah. so I'm not, I'm like, if I'm of the mind that if we're going to have something not, something, a non episodic Star Wars film, I just want it to be about, like, it can be completely detached from the main story. Like, I want it to be so, so far away. A Jawa story. Yeah. Like, just give me Jawas. <laughs> I don't know. So. It worries me. I love Donald Glover. If Donald Glover wasn't in this, I would be like, I'd be really concerned. Mm-hmm. I'd be very concerned. I think it's just him. <laughs> like, like <laughs> I'm like going to see this movie because I'm like, I really like Donald Glover. Well, that's that's a good segue into one of the things that I want to bring up. And, you know, John Marie, I want to get your initial thoughts too. But I am, I'm looking at the cast list right now and there's not a lot of... I don't know, like super duper stars in this movie, but there's some people I freaking love. So that's one thing that I'm going to, uh, you know, rest on Woody Harrelson, obviously awesome. Amelia Clark. Great. Um, I don't know if I love her as an actress, but I, I do really love her just in general. Um, Donald Glover, we touched on Thandy Newton, I think is uh, acting genius and one that I really want to shout out because I think this might be the sneaky dark horse like MVP maybe of the movie is Phoebe Waller-Bridge she plays uh, droid in this and she is so freaking fantastic in two years everyone's going to know her name and she's a writer and director she did a flea bag she wrote and starred and directed in it uh, which you can find on Amazon. And right now we're watching this show called Killing Eve on BBC. That is maybe the best show I've seen in years. Huh. So Interesting. That's cool. Shout out to all of them. That's cool. I'm watching Little Women and I love it. Don't <laughs> I worry, guys. I saw the Little Women special too. Although Don't I, worry, guys. I, I used- 
Beth Are you is seeing okay. that as a joke? No, I, no, I'm 100 not. I'm okay. on. I'm about to watch. I'm going to watch episode three tonight. There's only three. It's a mini series, right? Um, uh, I thought I thought it aired already. Yeah, all three of them, right? I oh think no, so. no. I just mean I'm catching up on Amazon. I didn't. I wanted all oh, three of them to come out. Yes, I did watch all of them. I won't spoil it for you. Uh, <laughs> we kind of know. Well, I know Beth book. survives, so it's okay. <laughs> Do they become yes. bigger women? Do you know what? <laughs> Do you know what? Those little women are so funny. I love them. They're full of spunk. <laughs> life. So we could touch back on any sort of other casting stuff, but Joan Marie, like, uh, how, what are your initial overall thoughts going into the movie? Yeah, I, I am not the biggest. And last time we had spoken, I had mentioned towards when we were grading the episode mm-hmm. that I'm not the biggest Han Solo fan. And, and that's, that sometimes yeah. comes across as a shock to some people because you know, Han Solo is the character that people love. Harrison Ford, people love that love that guy. I, I was never really a big fan, and I just I never really got into the character. And uh, there's certain things about him that I just never uh, just grew to love. And so when I found out that they were gonna make a movie out of him, I thought, well. I guess I'll skip this one. <laughs> it was like my reaction the first time around. And then slowly but surely we saw like little snippets here and there. And Ron Howard became more, more when he became involved, you got to see a little bit more in terms of back behind the scenes content. And mm-hmm. I, I got excited over certain things like settings and locations and uh, you know character backstories. And I really liked the idea of, uh, I, I doubt this will happen, but it'd be really cool if certain locations are, or anything is sort of reminiscent of Rebels. You know, it always comes back to Rebels for me. So if mm-hmm. if there's anything at all that just reminds me visually of Rebels, I'm going to get super excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, so more than the character itself, I'm more excited of for for the world building, for anything that fills in that gap because that that's another thing i love that time period between revenge of the sith and a new hope there's so much you can do with that time period so i am i'm excited to just see that kind of material and just to see what these characters offer to the star wars universe i'm sure i mean like you mentioned these these actors are phenomenal so Mm -hmm. i'm excited to see how they'll contribute yeah um just you know just to shock the people one more time why don't you remind them what your least favorite thing in star wars was as you told us when you were on our last episode (laughs) it was the i love you i know scene It's like if I, if I say I love you to a guy, I expect that I love you back. Okay, I'm not, I don't. I'm not in this. I know business. <laughs> yeah, fair. I get it. So okay, so let's. What are our predictions for? You know that there has to be some. Like, there's going to be some moment of reveal yeah. of a character we've not seen in a while. That's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's solo. There's no way they're going to stick to the characters we've just seen in the trailer. There just there just can't be any way. I am... So maybe that's my prediction. <laughs> maybe my prediction is we're going to see a character, and I think it's going to be a prequel error character. Jar Jar. <laughs> yeah. Possibly. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we'll get into this in a deep dive, but he is out and about. This is true. He's, in the, stuff he's in, the, in the world. Well, and I'm thinking specifically from Rebels 
or Clone Wars, there is going to be a character popping up. Because this is the movie where you would do it. It's pre-original trilogy. I I don't know. I don't know why I feel like <laughs> that, but I feel like they have to put in some like reveal twist. I don't know. There has to be. I don't know why I think that. Because if I just go to see this movie and it's about how he won the Millennium Falcon and yeah. on did the Kessel Run and got that his shirt or something, I'm gonna be like, oh cool. <laughs> I don't know. If you had to guess which character, which character from Rebels, or I'll say Clone Wars too would pop up into this movie who would you put your money on i have three guesses pick pick yeah. one no <laughs> 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 um i think we're either going to see tatooine tatooine error kenobi mm. Um, Ooh, ooh I like that. Yeah, I didn't have that anywhere. Um, Force Ghost, Qui Gon Jinn, or like I don't know some. Yeah, that one I'm I don't a little know. dubious about, but all right. Uh, a pal, uh, or the incarnate, like the weird Rebels error, late Clone Wars error, Darth Maul. Ooh. Oh, that would be insane. I think either one People of those would freak out if that. Happened. I think if you ran into Kenobi. Ewan McGregor Kenobi or if you ran into you know Darth Maul with weird legs pre his fight with Kenobi and you know pre his final death spoiler from I guess <laughs> my all time favorite moment in Rebels yeah um, seriously it's my all time favorite moment I don't know I think so I think one of those two will pop up what if that's like how the movie ends is just so Han bumps into this old dude that's shopping at a market and just turns around and he's like, hello there. And it's like, bam, bam. Like, that's <laughs> hello <it>. there. <laughs> that would be awesome. Well, that would be interesting. <laughs> what, about, what about you, Jenna Marie? Who do you think, if you could guess or if you could wish for one Rebels or Clone Wars character, who would it be? If I could wish on a character, it would be uh, a younger Kanan, and it'd just be in the background, like this ponytailed mm. guy <laughs> with his some jacket Dave Matthews. Or, yeah. or with a green shirt or something. Playing hacky sack in the background. <laughs> hey, you guys want some tofu uh, burgers? Just <laughs> <laughs> on the back. <laughs> that sounds... That would be awesome. That would be cool. Um, I'm personally... I mean, my expectations for the movie, I'm a little nervous. I think I think you touched on it with the behind-the-scenes stuff. We did see a lot of stuff come out when Ron Howard yeah. came on, but, you know, speaking of being more savvy people taking in this media, there was a lot of drama with the original Lorna Miller, the original directors um, being fired abruptly. This movie wasn't advertised until really late in the game, which was interesting to me. And then the one thing that I'm really interested to see is Alden and Ehrenreich. Yeah. Alden Ehrenreich. I think yeah. that's how you say it. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I really like him, actually. Really? I've only seen him in Hail Caesar, and he was really good in Hail Caesar. Okay. There's a scene between him and Ralph Fiennes that's... I mean, it's so good. It's like yeah. he Coen Brothers... Interesting. Greatness. All right, let's try this. 
your line, just say it as I said. Say your line exactly as I'm about to, just as I'm about to do. Sure, okay. Would that it were so simple? 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 My dear boy, why do you say that? Why do you say it were? Well, you should say it like I said it. Y- yes. Would that it were so simple? Would that it were so simple? Would that it were so simple? But there were there were these reports that came out that they had to bring on an acting coach for him. He was making some weird choices. So I'm a little nervous about that. But I will reserve mm. judgment. I'm I'm going into the movie with a pretty low expectation. I heard George Lucas wrote some jokes for it. Oh my gosh, is that true? I don't know where I heard that, <laughs> but I feel like I heard uh, he was like they got him to like comment. Where did I hear that? I don't know. I bet I bet it's just someone stepping in poop. <laughs> being farted on. <laughs> oh, maybe you should like get farted on or something. The one thing I will say that I'm hopeful for it, I hope they go this direction because they kind of half went there with Rogue One. I think I would have liked it more. A lot of the hype before Rogue One was, this is just a war movie. It's saving Private Ryan in the Star Wars universe, which, it, you know, kind of the end was, but not really. Um, I love heist movies. Okay. I, just, I really love heist movies. And, and you know, that's know, what this is. It's getting a crew together. Yes. It's doing that's a what heist. It, yeah. And so that's what the trailers look like. If they really lean into that, I think I'll, I'll walk away happy. So do you know yeah, what I'm wondering? Same. Am I the, has anyone else, has either one of you read the comic book uh, arc where he is um, doing the dragon, dragon void race? The dragon, yeah. Dragon void? Is that what it's called? I think so. There's yeah, the, I know what you're talking about. There's though. this comic. Have you read it? Uh, no, I'm okay. not familiar. Well, I is mean, it recent? Maybe it's like a year or two ago. It's really good, oh, actually. Yeah, There's it's this part of the main. Was it a Han, oh? It was the Han, Han Solo? Solo. It, it is like, like this offshoot. five episode, five uh, comic arc where he's like on this race, and on the race he makes like certain stop. He makes like certain stops to pick up like rebel operatives, and he uses the race as kind of a cover to do all this stuff. Mm. And uh, and it's kind of like it's very much a heist type of comic book arc which is mm-hmm. and i almost feel like they might just do that but with the kessel run like use the kessel run as a vessel to like assemble a team and like i don't know pull off something i don't do yeah. something i don't know yeah My i'm thought. interested i'm interested i also like the idea of because one of the things that the beckett character says is uh something along the lines of uh, people will betray you or something of that nature, you know, yeah. just be aware that that's going to happen. And I'm like really curious as to if that's going to happen in, in the movie, <laughs> yeah. in what capacity is yeah. Chewbacca betrays him <laughs> Chewbacca. and then owes him a life debt. And then he's like, that's what the life debt actually is. He's like, I swear if you ever cross me again. <laughs> yeah. And Chewbacca is like submissive. I want to raise one more concern. Um, I am nervous. I just I just learned of this term. Maybe it's because I'm old, mm-hmm. but fridging. Have you ever have you heard of that term? Oh yes, and evil. <laughs> so I knew that this was a thing. I knew about the phenomenon of fridging, but I didn't know that's what it was called. But basically, it's based on a Green Lantern comic arc where he comes home and his girlfriend is killed and literally put inside of a refrigerator. Okay, and so it's the phenomenon, and you see it once it's been pointed out all the time of male usually white male protagonists they're too tough and awesome oh, to yeah. like feel anything yeah so, james bond loses his wife yeah kind of thing. exactly so yeah. they kill the wife they kill the girlfriend they kill some 
significant woman or person that's important to them. They can never feel and so again. Now they're like they have a reason to feel something, and they're actually more oh, sensitive. Oh my felt. gosh! Yeah. So I'm a little yeah. nervous about that with uh, Kiara. <laughs> Uh, oh. Clark's oh my gosh, epi- that's a great point. Oh, I'm no. nervous. <laughs> yeah. Things are going to turn out poorly for her, and that's why, like, Han Solo can never love again until he finds Leia. Oh, gosh. That's such oh a good God. call. So that, I think that's going to turn me off. Wow. If that ends up ha- being true. Yeah, because that's, that's Same. it's like now they have a reason to womanize and objectify. Yeah. <laughs> 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 One thing I'm excited about, though, Ooh. and you might be excited about this, Mike, because sure. I know how you feel about the holiday special. Love it. Oh, we God. Know. I know what we're, we're going to say. I hope Mala's in it. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I hope, I hope to God Mala and Itchy are in it. So as mentioned in a deep dive before, it is now canonically confirmed that Mala is in the Star Wars universe, who is Chewie's wife that first appeared in the holiday special. But she's never shown up on screen mm-hmm. other than the holiday special. In the trailer, Chewie is hugging another Wookiee. That's because Star Wars is about men. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's And a- hugs. <laughs> yeah, and hugs. <laughs> hugging men. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there is some of that. <laughs> so that would make me really excited if Mala was in it. That would be really cool. Anything that you're... What's a prediction, Johnny, that would really get you stoked if that showed up? Oh, a prediction, I would say... Um, uh, oh, uh, Lando loses all of his clothes. <laughs> <laughs> like you want to see know, him naked? Like you want him to Marilyn I just, I just, Monroe step on a vent and they go like, <laughs> <laughs> his cape flies up and he's not wearing anything under his cape. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> not that kind of losing his clothes uh, like somehow <laughs> like somehow his clothes become part of the like some sort of uh, distraction or something and they like use his clothes to be able to like distract someone or something <laughs> and he's just so for super mad over the fact that his very expensive wardrobe is now gone that's funny <laughs> okay that leads me actually into another thing is well let me ask my question first okay well, this actually, I want to save mine. For this I want this to be. I have a final question. So, if, okay, let me save it for after. Thanks for ruining my segue. Sure. <laughs> so speaking. Okay, so I have so, one more question. <laughs> so speaking of that, the one piece of information that I did hear kind of dribble out, which is a hundred percent unconfirmed. I don't know if this actually happens, but someone mentioned there is a Han Solo Chewbacca shower scene in this movie. Oh yeah, what is that about? <laughs> I have no idea. Like I have no context. I have no. idea. <laughs> Yeah, at all. I made this joke and sorry for recycling it, but if you thought Raylo was bad, just wait until Chewbacca happens. <laughs> I do remember seeing that. I remember seeing that. And I'm like, ah, oh, Raylo. <laughs> that would be great. All right, what's uh, your final question, Mike? All right, this is this is how I would like to end this uh, this episode. If you guys could have one line from the original trilogy that you think is going to appear in the solo film, what would you predict it's going to be? You know how they bring (laughs) back, you know how in Rogue One it was like, I have a bad feeling about, and they cut him off right before he could finish it. What do you think the one line, the bit of fanfare they're going to spice into solo? What do you think it's going to be? Okie dokie. Oh. I don't know. I'm just thinking of a random charger line. 
Um, oh gosh, it's something. It's it rhymes like with okie dokie, but the hokey hokey religion or whatever it was oh, when he yeah. was talking about the the force. Uh-huh. Like that, that's another thing. Like I I am a big fan of force related uh-huh. content in Star Wars. Like, and this is one of those movies that it looks like there not might not be anything force related in there. Yeah. And so it'd be cool if someone makes some sort of a reference to the Jedi or, or to the Force in some way, and then he mentions that hokey religion line that he's he, he's known for, which unfortunately I don't really know by heart. <laughs> um, and actually, just now something else that came to mind: I would love to see some sort of Mandalorian reference Ooh. in this movie. I would die. Sure, that could, I mean that could that could be one of the reveals too, like a Boba Fett in yeah. there. Maybe that's the line too. Boba Fett, where? Boba Fett, Boba Fett. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm really hoping personally that we get to go back to Dexter Jetser's diner in Solo. (laughs) And we get to hear him him say, Carmino Saber Darts. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's all I want. I, know, from I was this trying trailer. to think of something else, but it'd just be another dumb dad joke. So why don't we just say <laughs> thank you so much for being here? What would you, what would you like to plug? Where can the people find you? Yes. Uh, uh, thank you so much for having me. This is a blast. I love talking Star Wars with you guys and anyone who's willing to talk Star Wars with me because I'm a lonely person. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you can find me on Twitter with the handle Blue Jake Eyes and you can also find me on the WookieeGunner.com and that's Wookie with two E's. I keep seeing Wookie. This is another thing. The console will be coming out. Unfortunately, people have been spelling Wookiee wrong a lot. <laughs> so it's Wookiee with two E's. Wookiee Gunner, thewookiegunner.com. <laughs> nice. All right. So I think we're going to just wrap it up. I got to go run to the dry cleaner and get my cape pressed for the solo premiere. Huh. Nice. And <laughs> we will be back in about a week or a week and a half with our thoughts on solo. You can remember to follow us on Rebels Rebels Pod. That is our username on Twitter and Instagram. And just remember, we are doing a contest right now for an exclusive Fandango poster and an exclusive mic drawing of whatever you want just leave us a review on itunes and let us know that you did that and we will pick two lucky winners yeah i'll draw you in the shower with chewy (laughs) 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 nice (laughs) all right and until next time be safe out there don't look back don't look back (laughs) okie (laughs) dokie Would that it was a sample. Keep your head still. Would that it was a sample. Would that it was a sample. Would that it was a sample. I'm trying to say that, Mr. Lawrence. Lawrence? Hmm? I thought a minute ago it was Lawrence. No, we can use Christian names, my good dear boy. Lawrence is fine, just as I call you Hobie. Okay. So, would that it was a sample. Would that it was a sample. Would that it was a sample. Trippingly. Would that it was a sample. Trippingly. No, don't say trippingly. Say the line trippingly. Would that it was. Would, would, would that it. Would the detours a simple? 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 Would the detours a sim